Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, we are here simply because civilization can't live without us, right? (laughs) Isn't that right? That's why we're here. Um, gotta say, I feel like this season has been a season of like ups and downs in very, it's like, um, it's like a heartbeat monitor where it's like bloop, bloop. And right now we're in the dead zone and maybe next episode it'll be a bloop again. Maybe. I didn't mind this episode. I thought that it was entertaining enough. It just wasn't high drama. The thing that drove me a little bit wild was like, okay, I really, tell me the truth. Tell me the honest truth. Did you not think Pacey and this girl had broken up before? Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't. I We asked about her name is Melanie, right? We asked about yeah. her. We were like, what happened to her? Uh, I think it makes sense that she just was busy with school. And I know, but she up. calls him her boyfriend later. And I'm like, oh, you were dating? I didn't even know. No, I think that. I, I don't know. I don't know. If she They're not official. He's a boy toy to her if you tell me they're talking I, i'm gonna quit this podcast i mean right yeah they're talking yeah <laughs> I, no. I, know, I know it's driving you <laughs> mad but it's true i think that they're um i think what it is is that she he's her boy toy and i don't like her because she is constantly being extremely condescending to him in a yeah. very subtle way and uh i wish she would go away but... she calls him to help at one point this episode and i was oh. like okay oh, no, the hell. all right yeah like it's a it's a 
combination of being like, oh, you're just like a little sailor boy. You're a slacker. You are supposed to be like my sailor boyfriend. Um, She's she really just thinks of him as somebody to have sex with uh, and someone that she doesn't take seriously. And I guess somebody that she just assumes will be around if she wants somebody to be around. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So this episode, again, I agree with you. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad episode. It just like was very more meh for me. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's dive into sleeping arrangements. Season five, episode 12. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of forgot that this Melanie girl was played by, what's her name? Jennifer, Jennifer Morrison. Uh, um, yes, she looks very familiar. What do I know her from? Once upon a time, remember that? That's show? the one. That's how she I know was her. Also in This Is Us. Oh, who was she in This Is Us? She was Cassidy, who played the ex army girl that befriended <gasps> Uncle Nikki. Oh, and Kevin right. her for a while. Oh, she's also in How I Met Your Mother. Wow, she's really been around in a lot of these shows. Huh. Yeah, so we see a young her. I didn't. I don't know if I realized it was her last time. I think they recast her. I don't think she was okay. I don't think right? it was her the first time. It was so some too. other blonde girl. I okay, don't her. Thank you, because I was. I was really thinking. Oh, it feels very impossible for me not to realized it was her especially because she's such a prominent actress now so it makes sense yeah. that they recast her yeah yeah i uh i agree i think that like this if they're gonna like make her a little bit more uh coming on the show often i think yeah. we need someone of a little bit more of note or someone who like can carry a scene i guess more? but a blonde's a blonde's a blonde like you got According one blonde you got them all blonde you know yeah um, so yeah, so she comes in on the boat, uh, PC's just like cleaning up and, uh, there's all this joke about like, oh, Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, she's a three namer, Melanie Shea Thompson. Um, yeah. and she got busy with like, you know, all her like law school stuff. Uh, and so she, he says, oh, I thought you were like dating more guys, like appropriate to your station in life again very much sounds like they weren't dating because she he says oh i thought you're in my paths were gonna cross and it's yeah. just like okay so you're not you're not official then you know no they're not official they're talking oh my god so uh so yeah so he does have a job and so she says wait my cute slacker boyfriend went and got himself a job mm-hmm. and this is where i got confused not that i'm obsessed with labels but like it really felt like that girl was going to be just a one-off at the beginning of the season. And now it's like, oh, now she's back, I guess? Question mark? Uh, no. I don't know if she's back. I, especially because of what his decision was. I think that if he was going to take the job, she, during the summer when she was off from school, would have traveled the Greek islands, the Greek isles with him. And they would have been hooking up all summer. Yeah. they're They're only cool for the summer. Yes. You know that song? Yeah, I do. I do. Of course, I know that song. Yeah, I know cool Demi Lovato. The, yeah, cool for. They're only cool for the summer. Yeah, um, but she comes with news where this is her uncle's boat. He's selling it, and we're like, oh wow, Pacey will finally need to get an apartment. But she says, oh, but he's gonna sell it so he could buy this like massive uh boat, this eighty foot shipyard schooner, uh, and he's going around the Greek Isles. 
and it's leaving in three days and you're invited yeah uh very very rude to just you know put this on somebody so quickly i need two weeks notice or a month ideally yeah, no, I think this is, I mean, to be fair, right, like, PC is young. He doesn't have, like, a, a wife and kids, like, yeah. tying him down. But he does have responsibilities. He, he works does. with civilization. Yeah, and, three but days they don't is know not that. two weeks' notice, you know? No. Yeah, they um, don't know that. No, but I agree. It is It is a bit of an ask. Um, And, it, it like, you could tell PC is caught a little off guard because he doesn't like immediately like jump up and down and get excited he's and and we know like if this was pacey like 10 episodes ago he would have been so pumped so excited this is what he was waiting for yeah but he's taken a love for cooking i think that he really likes being around his friends he likes being and learning under danny so i think that this is kind of a big decision for him when 10 episodes ago it would have been a no-brainer yeah and i think it's interesting right because this does feel like exactly what pacey had wanted Mm -hmm. it sounds like the opportunity of a lifetime who knows what it could lead to in terms of other job opportunities if he does a good job maybe it opens up other opportunities later um but now that he's like really feeling i feel like at this point with the whole um civilization thing Instead of it just being hopping and bopping around and going from job to job, I think he sees this as more of a career path for him. Right. And so it's like, what do I want to do with my life in that case? Exactly. And it was the, like we said, it was the first time that his father was proud of him for starting a career and having, being passionate about something. He just got that car. Mm -hmm. That was honestly my first thought. If he took the boat job, then where would his car go? (laughs) He would probably just have it in storage for, like, however long. I guess so. I was just really bogged down about the logistics about his new car. (laughs) I don't think that's what he was worried about. (laughs) (laughs) No. So he says that he has to think about it. And she's kind of shocked about this. And she basically said, oh, you have, like, a few days. Like, Yeah, I I really wish they had given him, like, at least a few weeks to think on this. That's the courteous thing to do. Um, But also... You know, the boat, if he says no, then he really is without a home. So it's kind of a big decision. Right. But based on the fact that he just got a promotion, I can't imagine he isn't able to afford an apartment or something. Plus, you have like Dawson and Jen who are having trouble living together. Easy. Pull Dawson out of that living situation, get an apartment together. Like they seem to be doing very well at this point in terms of their friendship. It doesn't seem like there's they're still on on the outs. I think that, I mean, from this episode, it seems like Dawson is going to be staying in the attic indefinitely until he literally gets pulled out by Jennifer. Like, he seems so stuck there and yeah. happy. I he guess, no like, I just think all. we'll talk about them. Actually, we're going to talk about them next because we're in, okay, this is so relatable. We're yeah. in the bathroom. Jen is getting ready. She's uh putting on a bunch of makeup or whatever she's putting on eyeliner yeah and um and so yeah dawson is like oh there's like this thing later do you want to come with me she's like oh sorry no i need to i need to like go to the radio station i have a shift and dawson says oh well do you want to do dinner like he's very much like i want time with us together and she's just like listen like i i can't you know i have like more stuff at the station to do 
Um, she, I don't know if she's like blowing him off or if she really does. It does seem like she is working. Like she does have work to do, but she's it also feels like she's not, she's going little, out of her way. Yeah. To, she's being a little bit cold. I felt like mm-hmm. she was pulling back in here. Definitely. You could feel that energy. And then he, he says this statement, which I truly feel like any man who has dated a woman at any point in his life says where it's like, oh, wow. Like I didn't realize you were that into makeup. And Jen says, you have no idea how much makeup it takes to look like you're really not in- that into makeup. <laughs> and this yeah. is like a, um, this is like a my lips, but better. This is like a fresh faced look where you really don't want to look like you're piling it on. You just want to look like, oh, I woke up like this. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Jen. A lot of times it does take a lot of effort to look like you put no effort in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. I also think that Jen is pretty independent and I think that she's not used to somebody lingering like this. Yes. And kind of, he keeps like poking around the bathroom and looking in drawers and asking and she kind of just wants her space and he's just like in the bathroom with her. And although it seems as though he's just trying to spend time with her, I think that she's probably one of those people that just needs their mornings or their time to just get ready and that's their me time and they don't want to be interrupted and this is kind of one of my concerns about them moving in together so quickly and it is the fact that they she's feeling suffocated by him already and it's so quickly in their relationship they've only been together for three weeks uh, and she's already feeling suffocated but also I guess she's expecting it to fail, her relationship to fail, um, because that's what she's used to. But then it's like, Miss Jennifer Lindley, then why do you insist that he moved in with you? Yeah. If you think the relationship is going to fail. And this is where it doesn't, part of this feels very real to me in very real life where she wants her me time and maybe she's used to just doing her makeup in silence or listening to music or a podcast or something and to have that interrupted is very jarring for her and not something she really wanted and so she's kind of putting up this like cold defense of like giving short answers or trying to subtly hint that she wants time alone that felt very real to me but what felt a little strange was like her being like oh yeah every relationship is doomed to fail when girl you're the one who invited him to live here like maybe you maybe she didn't expect that he would be all up in her business all the time yeah but I don't know exactly what she expected but I understand what she's going through about like wanting your me time and getting annoyed when it gets interrupted and especially and it's so funny this comes up we've talked about this before we talked about it on the boy meets world podcast the just the sacred the sacredness the sacredity whatever the word is of having your own toothbrush. Um, right. Jen apparently thought his toothbrush was an old one and she used it to separate her eyelashes. Which but, was so weird, but whatever. Like, apparently spoolies did not exist um, in the 90s. I, but I know. But, and then a toothbrush. It just seems so large. Why would you want to use an old toothbrush on your eyelashes anyway? That seems gross. like an infection waiting to happen, to be honest yeah. with you. But then he says, oh, it's all right. I'll just use yours if it's okay. And she says, actually, and he says, we've been sleeping together for three weeks. I don't care if we've been sleeping together for three years. You don't touch my toothbrush. You yeah, nasty. no no sharing in the toothbrushes. We talked about this before. Um, I don't, like, you know, it is, it, it 
gross. It's pretty grody. Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, I, they even had it. an episode. Hmm, was it Sex in the City where Carrie wanted to use Big's toothbrush? He gave her her. Well, she wanted space head. in his apartment, and he yeah. gave her like her own toothbrush head. Yeah, a toothbrush head. But it was so, an electric toothbrush, and that's totally was. fine. Yeah, so you can share the toothbrush base, but the bristles they have to be separate. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the rule. Also, uh, I feel as though Jen should feel more bad about throwing out his toothbrush. She's kind of just like, well, you snooze, you lose. It's not my eyebrow brush. Yeah. She's not like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me get you a new one. No, Uh, she very much just you. I can sense Jen being like, get the fuck out of the bathroom when I'm trying to get ready. Like, because then he starts going into like all her dental floss collection. I mean, I okay. So this, as we also know, I'm kind of a poker. Um, I do like the opening of the cabinets and the drawers. So uh sadly i kind of relate to dawson as well and he asks why do you have so much tooth floss uh dental floss and then he opens up a drawer and she really freaks out at him about yeah, it she's like that's my drawer like and i yeah. kind of What's I, mean, in there? I don't know if he's just looking for maybe like vagina stuff you know i don't know like tampons yeah like anything used to help your vagina like the vagicel uh i don't think jen has vagicil i mean who knows but it has it has it has hoo-ha stuff <laughs> sorry you just said hoo-ha yeah it's hoo-ha why? Stuff. why oh my God. i don't know sometimes i say hoo-ha <laughs> do you not um i guess occasionally but i just wasn't expecting you to say hoo-ha for whatever reason Okay. Well, it has hoo-ha stuff. So it does. And she's just like not, he's not grossed out by it. He's just like, ooh, sorry. Like, you know, I've seen worse or whatever he said. Yeah, and he says takes a lot more than that to scare me. And then he says good morning and he leaves. And she just looks so beyond frustrated. Well, yeah, he he was just overbearing in this moment. Close the door, lock the door. But I do feel like if Jack was there, she wouldn't give a crap. Like she wouldn't, they probably got ready all the time together. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think she, I just think she likes, like you said, her independence. Like, I just don't think she wants someone annoying her. Well, yeah, I mean, then don't invite your brand new boyfriend to live with you. Shocking. Yep. That this is not working out perfectly well. (laughs) Um, to me, one of the, like, uh, kind of least exciting or meh parts of this episode is the next part with Joey and more professor stuff. Oh yeah, who knew that Joey would take another class with Hot Professor, and yeah. they do Hot Professor stuff. I think that this is a creative writing class because I'm pretty sure by the end of the semester they're supposed to write a book. It seems like that's what their assignment is, the goal, and then they're also assigned to read two. Uh, debut novels one of which is his own have you ever had a professor who assigned their own book for reading i've said i'll say i've heard of this yeah um i maybe it happened to me once though i can't i could not pinpoint what class it was it sounds vaguely familiar as though it's happened to me it doesn't seem out of regardless it does not seem out of the realm of possibility that this would be a thing that would happen yeah even though it is very uh arrogant i think (laughs) i've had had it happen so yeah they have to write this book and then in the back 
that blonde guy from like the first episode is creeping on her. Yes. And like, this is so strange. I was a bit confused as to what the heck was even going on. You forgot and him? No, no, no. I knew who he was, but I just, I guess I just was confused as to like, what what is happening in the scene and so then the professor straight this is so embarrassing the professor is just like oh elliot like um obviously your shoe is not untied and you're not here to talk to me you're obviously staring at joey so why don't you ask her out already and i'm like uh professor first of all this is none of your business hot professor Um, this is out of bounds why is he so obsessed with joey (laughs) Um, because, uh, I don't know, she's a tall, beautiful, thin brunette girl that is very attractive and treats him like a god and that strokes his ego. Um, I guess it's just like he, uh, there's something there, there, and I really don't like it is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, at least she's over 18 at the very least. I know it's just like the the power dynamic is off, but, but yeah. And so, um, like he says, so he comes over after the professor leaves and he's like, oh, you don't remember me. Do I, do you? And she says, should I? (laughs) You're very unmemorable actually, sir. Kind of is. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I met you at that party in the first week of school. And then it clicks for Joey. Oh, yeah. this is the guy that first hit on me, but then slept with my roommate, Audrey. Gross. Yes. And now you're flirting with me. Goodbye. Yeah. And he and so she, he's like, oh, a lot of weird things happened that night. And she's just like, yeah, I should go. I have another class. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> follows her and is like, can I walk yeah. you to class? Can we get a coffee? Can we do something? And she's like, mm, no, thanks. But no, thanks. She doesn't want Audrey sloppy seconds. No, basically. no. She has... No, she she has uh of course not plus she follows the girl code and she will not uh date uh um, audrey's second i guess like that well i i don't think this is girl code like audrey yeah, slept with the guy but she Wait, like, well, we think you... she thinks audrey slept with the guy but it's not like they have a relationship or anything i don't i mean i'm even if my friend slept with somebody i don't know if i would want to sleep with the person that my friend slept with um i feel like modern day standards it wouldn't be a big deal really yeah fascinating you can discuss the penis shape i don't know what okay <laughs> just kidding <laughs> discuss penis shape with you anyone. really wouldn't care if one of your close friends slept with somebody not an ex i guess just somebody that you slept with you no i think it depends on the situation if it's a one night stand who cares um in mm-hmm. this case she didn't even sleep with him so it really doesn't matter you won't be like sarah what the fuck are you doing maybe for different reasons no i think here's where i draw the line like i said in this this is why this is an acceptable situation right where this he's a rando the only way he is involved in either audrey or joey's lives is like by sex like according to joey at least what joey thinks Mm -hmm. is that audrey slept with him one time and that was it so yeah. that to me is very different than like there's an ongoing friendship or oh, they've okay, been okay, talking okay. or they've okay. been like communicating. Like if if I was in college nowadays mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, that boy's so cute. And one of my friends was like, oh, I slept with him once. Like I'd be like, share the deets, you know. OK. And, and then, then and then she has to be like, do you care if I you have to give the go ahead? Of course. And then you have to say, like, it's OK. 
But it has to be a spoken about thing. It has to be a communicated okay. thing. Perfect. Oh, a okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If there's no communication, that to me is not a great sign. I think you have to have the open lines of communication. Obviously, there's always the off chance you don't even know, right? Like, because what if it wasn't your roommate? What if it was just your friend? You may not know if you're on college campus or something. But I think if you do know, you have the obligation to be like, hey, like, I know you hooked up with this guy once. Like, are you mm-hmm. are you cool? Like, is there mm-hmm. any, like, lingering feelings? Yeah. And what happens if they say yes? Then you can't do it. Okay. Girl code. Of course you can't. And that's just friend code. Like, you don't exactly. be an asshole. Like, exactly. if there are lingering feelings, then it, it's on you to put the kibosh on the sex with that guy. You can't. But just what happens if they're like, oh, nothing's going to ever come out of it with you and them? Like, we actually have potential. Too fucking bad. I'm loyal to my friends. There we go. Perfect. And this is the great segue into what our advice show would be like. (laughs) Just like, just like Jen Lindley's. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Jen is, like, at her radio station gig. Um, She's like, you know what the problem is? Nobody rocks anymore. (laughs) Nobody rocks. This is all about Britney Spears and And NSYNC. And NSYNC. Oh, uh, have you heard about like, oh my God, everybody's talking about Britney Spears. Um, Again. No, no. I mean, I know there was like a free Britney situation. Well, we're like back to free Britney because everybody thinks that she's being held hostage or something. (gasps) Wait, like this is just like Avril Lavigne is dead type of rumor or is this like a real thing? Kind of. No, like it's a little alarming because she is always acting weird and um, this is particularly strange because she like posts stuff on Instagram and has these like really long captions that are like bizarre. Oh, so and- people think it's not actually her posting them or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel so bad for Britney Spears and like everything she's gone through. It all sounds so horrible. Like to be imagine being that young and being in the public eye, and so be people being like literally still yeah. obsessed with you, but also having no control over most of your life. Exactly. It exactly. sounds really awful i would have a mental breakdown and shave my head too absolutely you know and like i just kinda... think that no go ahead yeah I, I mean i was just gonna say you're absolutely right just the constant uh criticism and watching every move you take yeah and then here we have jen lindley who just totally shits on her yeah no jen I, I think the thing is with people like pop stars it's always just like oh they have no talent like it's not yeah. that's totally not true like i mean not to get, dissect pop stars maybe this is like a bonus podcast at some point is like 90s music i think yeah. there is like a there's a generation of of singers and especially pop artists who were like the older generation or even like some really pompous or, you know, whatever uppity people were just like, oh, they have no talent and they just like dress all scantily clad to get attention. It's like, no, first of all, they were taken advantage of by the record recording companies, Kesha. by their parents a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And by the producers. And they were told that, oh, if you want to make it, this is how you have to dress. This is how you have to act. This is how you have to look. Yep. And it's it's so much pressure for people who just want why would you go into that? Most people going into that field are not looking necessarily for the fame. They're doing it because they enjoy singing or they enjoy music. 
Like it's it's very upsetting when you look. I, I I haven't even watched as many documentaries as I probably could on all of this, but you just know that they're being manipulated and taken advantage of. And think about the age, like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Think about the ages all of them were when they yeah. got started. Well, they got they start with the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes, so they're little literal children. Yeah, yeah. You're, Jessica you're Simpson, right. all of them. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. You know, who also was in this, like, very public abusive relationship with John Mayer, who's a piece of shit. No, John Mayer is literally the worst. His music is really, really good, but he sucks so badly. He um, sucks. Yeah. Who else was it? Jessica Simpson dated John Mayer? Or are you saying someone mm-hmm. else did? Yeah, That's Jessica Simpson. really? When? Yeah, for a, a while. After she broke up with Nick Lachey. Wow. She dated, um, she dated um, John Mayer for a while and then no they broke idea. up and then she started dating tony romo and tony romo was like very jealous of john mayer and john mayer kept like reaching out to her over and over again oh. and she always told uh tony romo like just so you know john's like reaching out to me it's like really annoying blah 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 wow. and jessica simpson's family like her sister ashley simpson was really close to john mayer mm-hmm. so one day they invited John Mayer over to a party and Jessica didn't know that he was going to be there. And he like professed her love, <gasps> his love to her. And every other time Jessica Simpson told Tony Romo that like John Mayer was reaching out to her, except for this one time. And Tony Romo checked her phone and saw that they were in communication through like emails afterwards and he broke it off with her because of course he's gonna blame the woman of course i know and she was so upset because she really loved tony romo and she like for two or three years was really putting all of her eggs in the tony romo basket ridiculous poor jessica simpson deserves better than that well she does i mean now she's married and has two kids good i didn't know that part good This is, like, very upsetting. Literally, nine times out of ten, it's the man being, like, very manipulative, being very controlling. And the women get blamed for this nonsense. Mm -hmm. This isn't okay. I mean, any it could happen to any gender, but, like, it's a very common male-female dynamic. Now he's hanging out with uh, the daughter from Mad Men. (laughs) What? John Mayer's (laughs) now hanging out with the daughter from Mad Men. Daughter from Mad Men. Hold on. Kenan something or other. That is John Mayer dating. Literally, how many people has John Mayer slept with? Oh, a billion and a half. So many. John Mayer. Oh my God. Two days ago, here's an update from uh, U.S. Weekly. John Mayer gives a dating life update after getting sober and more. Call her daddy. Oh yeah, the call her dad. She. He was on Call Her Daddy. It was such a fluff piece podcast. Yeah. Okay, yeah. anyway, I can't read all of this, but um, fascinating. Anyway, back to, the, back to the episode. Okay, so she is like, we're going to play rock and roll music. And she chooses a song, and she plays it, and I guess like the record skips or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And I, you know, my process is, is so I only dumb. choose <laughs> one song at a time, and I haven't chosen my next song yet. This is the dumbest thing ever. Like, this is I not know. my process. My like, process. okay, I'm going to. I'm gonna take requests and so this girl calls and she has she wants advice actually and Jen is like I'm just gonna warn you I'm not gonna play Limp Bizkit (laughs) (laughs) and she's like okay like that's totally fine I that wasn't even on my radar but okay yeah she's Um, like all right bitch (laughs) actually I want to know if you have a boyfriend and then Jen is like I do. It's weird to call him a boyfriend because I've known him for so long, but I do have a boyfriend. And then 
then Miss Thang on the phone is asking about erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Okay. But first, can we, we have to stop down first on Jen saying it's hard for her to think of Dawson as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Is this like, is this a mean thing to say? Yeah, it's kind of mean. I think it's kind of rude. Like, okay. I don't know. In my opinion, even if you think this, I feel like it's still kind of rude to say. Like, it feels like you should be able to think of someone that you're in a romantic relationship with as boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. Like, I think it's a little off to say, like, I don't even, I can't even think of him that way. It's like, girl, you're fucking yeah. him. Like, what, what are you talking about? happening here with Jen is that she's putting up the wall barrier because she's afraid to get hurt. She's afraid that she's going to fuck it up like she normally does. So she doesn't even want to call him her boyfriend because she thinks that it's going to jinx it. That's yeah. like what it has to be, right? Yeah, I think I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think she's sabotaging. She's her yeah. inner saboteur. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the girl does ask about, um, she says like, oh, I like uh, where we started having sex and I like him a lot. Um, but you know what? The sex is abbreviated. It's abbreviated. <laughs> so he comes too quickly. That's what happens. So then she says, well, fear not, my dear girl. I'm like, girl, are you Grams all of a sudden? Uh, 100%. Yes. Uh, You're not alone here. It's a problem that can be solved. She says, you have to understand the truly fragile nature of the male ego. Right. Because the thing is, is that if you bring up this in conversation, guys are going to get very embarrassed and they're not going to want to talk about it. Yeah. So it's, it is a very hard subject to breach. It is because I think, and this is so common, right? Like this isn't something that is uncommon that happens. It does. It could happen for any number of reasons, Mm -hmm. right? It could be like nervousness. It could just be you drink too much. Like it could be so many things, Mm -hmm. but like, it's something that you don't want to bring up because you're like, oh my God, they're going to be like offended. They're going to hate me. They're going to think I, think they're weird like it's hard to bring up in conversation of course yeah I wish that I heard Jen's advice on this I'm very curious what her interpretation would be she doesn't really give any advice that's the thing she does I think that she does but they cut it because we can't talk about oh no that's what I mean that's what I'm saying like she we don't get to see the advice and it's kind of like annoying I agree with you uh do you have any advice on this uh on this subject um I, my advice would be the same as it was before, like, uh, communicate with your partner. Like, I think that's the move. I think you have to communicate. I think if it's really becoming an issue, Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to talk about it. And probably back in this day, it'd be even worse than bringing it up now in terms of like the reaction you might get. Mm -hmm. I think you have to bring it up in like a safe space. I think you can't, Maybe this is wrong. I don't think you could bring it up in the moment. I think you need to bring it up like the next day or something. Like, I don't think Hmm. you can bring it up immediately after it happens. Sure. You know, I don't know. What's your advice for something like this? I thought we were talking about physical advice. (laughs) Like what you can physically do. Oh, like how how to get the, uh, well, I don't think necessarily it might be, it could be a mental thing. Could be a mental thing. Because that's the thing. If it's just a physical thing, I mean, go to town. But like. You know, like there's other things you were saying do. that he goes from zero to 60 way too fast. Oh, I was thinking he couldn't get it up. No, oh, I'm confused. I'm confused. Sorry. It's He's abbreviated. Too soon. It's it abbreviated. means it's abbreviated. He comes too soon. More foreplay, I guess. Right. You got to take it slow. You got to take it slow. You, you got to start be like, and then stop hammering. Like, what's the situation? We don't no, know. He's probably off. new at sex and is just. 
I mean, if anything, it's a compliment to you because you're doing things right. Exactly. He's excited. He's, He's a little excited. too excited. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you, you just got to take it slow. That's. Oh, my God. Jen is going to give the ice cream advice. That's what she Oh, gave. yeah. That's the thing. And also, I would say to anybody who's embarrassed about it, you know, it's not as big of a deal as you think. I think, like, as long as you keep up with the communication and yeah. you, um, I mean, you can go at it again and usually the second time will last longer and that's it takes okay time, right like Nothing especially if, it, if he's about. new at it it definitely mm-hmm. is something that or if you're time. like experienced with it it's fine it doesn't mm-hmm. matter we don't care we Honestly, just don't want you don't. to ghost us like it's worse if you are so embarrassed to have sex that you won't have sex that's worse than if you I have agree. sex and it is quick i agree completely it's more of a problem if you have no sex than if you have quick sex yes there we go see we can totally you're the one who didn't want the advice podcast i think we'd be good at it no i think it's a terrible idea we shouldn't be allowed to that's the thing yeah definitely not (laughs) um so dawson is helping jack move in to the the frat house yeah we're moving into uh sigma epsilon who knew yeah, and so again, we get more confirmation of like Jack being like, "Oh, I love Jen and Grams," but you know, Jen and I have been doing this Will and Grace thing for far too long. Mm-hmm. We need a break from each other. She's not into the whole fraternity thing. And I'm like, "How many times are we gonna have to hear this this season?" We know, it's all right? We know. Again. Um, and we find out Jack's room—it's like he won the lottery. He has like the best room. Oh and yeah, this, this he guy has the corner awesome. room. This room is massive, and it looks really nice. It has some nice windows. Like yeah. it's. It's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. And Blossom is moving out. And Jack is like, oh, damn. Like, why am I getting such like a nice place? Like, he's immediately skeptical of like, why am I? How did I get such a great place? Yeah, because he's a freshman. And especially if Blossom's an upperclassman, it does make sense that a, a, a new member would not have this nice of a room. And I guess yeah. my automatic thought was what actually happened, which – Makes oh. it feel like it's a little cheap. Can I tell you what I thought? What's up? My immediate thought was Blossom was because Blossom is the senior and the other guy is like a freshman. I thought that secretly those guys were like closeted and wanted to room together oh. and that they were like in a relationship. Ooh. Like I thought we were going to get more gay characters and I was very excited for yeah, okay well we had I was too hopeful <laughs> yeah you were very optimistic about this I was very pessimistic about yeah. it uh I mean I just feel like it's such a a cheap way to play out a fraternity storyline because I think it's especially because how open the fraternity was about what awesome is I feel like some of the men care. Some well, of the guys okay, are. so like the thing is, is like Eric, this Eric guy, he's a new member and he didn't have a say on who's in the fraternity or not. And he's a kind of a jerk face. But the other guys, like the brothers, like they didn't care. And it doesn't seem like Blossom cares. He's just yeah. trying to um like make everybody happy. Blossom is very much this is before. This is before the time where, like, being homophobic was like, wow, you're a fucking asshole. Like, it was just like, oh, some of us just prefer not to be near gay people, and that's okay. And so Blossom is really just trying to make everyone happy. Like, he likes Jack. He wants Jack to move in. Yeah. But he has this other fucking asshole 
who doesn't want Eric, yeah. who doesn't want to be around I think Jack. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't blame Blossom to being like, you know what, then like, I don't want Jack to not move in. I'll take the bed and I'll share with Eric. And he really, fine. he's, he's, yeah, because he shouldn't have to room with anyone, right? Like he should be over yeah. to have his own room. Exactly. But yeah, it does suck that like back in the day, it wasn't a situation of like, you know what, Eric, you fucking suck and you shouldn't be in our frat. See you later. <laughs> you suck, you're out. That's what it should be. If you be, don't right? accept your pledge brother, then you shouldn't be here. You yeah. Face. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, immediately Jack is suspect of very all suspicious. This. He's like, you don't think this is weird? <laughs> Dawson, dumb Dawson, like you usual is so oblivious he's just like what like what are you talking about i did like the joke that he made where there was this shelving unit and he says in front of blossom like hey jack this is gonna fit your porn collection real good isn't that was, it that was very good i was like oh dawson look at you dawson, you got jokes, jokes baby yeah you got jokes. when he is getting it he is such a happy camper he's so happy and it feels that was that's what like makes me so sad that like Jen is just shitting on him because he's just like as happy as he can be like he's happy to live in the house with Grams he's happy to live with his girlfriend he's happy to help Jack out like he's just a happy little bee and Jen's like you stupid fuck like you're about to break up with me any day now and yeah. Dawson's like I'm just trying to live life poor Dawson right Remember like my again, dad just we, died five months ago we love Jen but like she's not always the best at relationships right like it's no, just that's just how it is tough. she just expects the worst and because she has been treated poorly in the past yeah that's true um queen audrey is putting on lip gloss uh <laughs> in the in a spoon she's looking at a spoon she's looking at a spoon which i've done before and um she danny danny and audrey have like a very funny uh little uh interactions together yeah. they have funny chemistry she goes uh he says table six isn't happy and she's like yeah i'm not surprised the salmon sucks today that sucks for you <laughs> that seems like your problem because the whole the whole beginning is so funny because like uh pacey walks up and she says hey gorgeous and danny says you never call me gorgeous and he's like you're old enough to be my father danny <laughs> <laughs> just roasting uh, him the entire time yeah yeah it's so funny it's it's hysterical um so audrey audrey is the best uh and so pacey wants to talk to danny obviously he's like wants to talk about this whole uh cruise ship job or whatever the heck boat job um and uh and yeah like danny pretty much just kind of pushes him to the side he's just like eh no sorry i'm busy like we don't you know like no we're very busy yeah the bread guy had to get fired because he went back to jail yeah we don't have time for this and he's like actually you know what i want you to be the new bread guy yeah you're gonna become the first uh, you're gonna take the first step towards becoming a bread artist yeah I'm, you know, very 2020, very sourdough starter vibes. <laughs> who, who doesn't yeah. want to make bread? And Paisley's trying to talk to him and he's kind of just deflecting. He's very much deflecting. And he, yeah. like, I feel like, okay, maybe this is wrong. It felt like Danny could sense that Paisley like wanted to, to quit, quit because yeah. he says like, oh, you're good. You're by far the most naturally gifted culinary freak I've ever had the good fortune to stumble across. You're rough around the edges, but the force is strong in you, kid. I'm serious. And I don't know what I do without you around here. Like mm-hmm. that is so, again, 
maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't. No, if we're he gonna knows. give him the benefit of the doubt. But like, I don't feel like giving Danny the benefit of the doubt because he's an asshole. Yeah. And no, like, I I think that he knows. I think that he he might mean what he says, but he definitely knows. I think that if you're a boss, you know kind of the vibes people give off how many people in the restaurant industry quit like you oh constantly it's a revolving door exactly so yeah so he gets basically pulled away so pacey doesn't get to say anything but like audrey senses something is up like she can sense that pacey's like in a funk um and she asks if something's wrong he says no no order up here we go but soon he will confide in her. What do you think of Audrey's um like waitress outfit? Oh, it's the ugliest thing I've ever Why? seen in the galaxy. Like, Karen literally didn't never wear do that. those. What are those called? Those like ruffle things on the yeah, front? they're like little ruffles in like the like seventies ruffles. It's awful. Yeah, I've had to wear – I don't know why, like, caterers have to wear, like, mini tuxedos. It's really strange. I don't – I hate the mini tie that she has to wear and, like, tuck it into the shirt. Yeah, it's it looks really – It's really the ugliest outfit. I don't remember Karen's outfit being that bad. I don't think it was. I don't think she had to wear that tie. No. And I don't think she had to wear ruffles either. I don't no, know. No, black pants, a white shirt, or black. Black on black. Like, come you on. Call it a day. Yeah. Call it a day. Or get, like, one of those Applebee's aprons. I'm sorry. What the fuck is an Applebee's <laughs> you remember apron? Remember when, like, in Applebee's, they all wear aprons, and then they had pins. Like, everybody wore pins. Remember? See, I didn't oh my god. Oh, the pin. Okay, the pins I do remember. Yeah, everyone got pins. And they're you- ugly. Very Yeah, tacky they're so looking. ugly. So tacky. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Um, um, the next scene sends me because <laughs> hey, this is the part. This is the part about watching '90s shows that I treasure the most. The, okay, so I don't. What is this contraption that she's? It playing is with? a Game Boy. Um, it might be a Game Boy uh, Color. It might be a Game Boy Advance. It's a Game sure. Boy Advance. Okay, so she's playing with the Game Boy Advance that apparently jack left there and she goes jack left this behind i think it must be the work of the devil it's had me under its spell for two hours now <laughs> the way she's holding it too is like she's holding it so close to her face yes. and it really oh my god i was dead i was this like was... which island who like oh, yeah it was killing oh. me that grams is so into this i'm like what game is she playing sell tell me more it must be the work of the devil i swear i can just watch a two-hour show of grams commenting about playing video games i think that she should go on twitch grams the- oh my god can you please make grams play sims yeah grams needs to play sims oh my gosh We're they're first what doing Oh no. Yeah. Oh, Dreadful. what is Woohoo? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a totally improper game. <laughs> and a first person shooter, she would be like, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I would die for her to be a Twitch streamer. How it many? Would so I would funny. send her so many subscribers. Uh, we would live for I would buy, content. you know, how on Twitch you can. You can uh, share a gift, a subscription. Yeah. You could do a free Amazon Prime subscription. I will will gift all the subscriptions. She would be a billionaire. I also think this could be a funny thing for like like small segments on like TikTok where you have like, oh, my grandma playing X game, you know? 
Yes, exactly. Oh, oh we can make so her funny. a TikTok star. Grams, you have a, a future in content creation. I just, ma'am. it must be the work of the devil. It's had me under its spell for two hours. <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> so funny. It it's so like the best line that we've had in a really long time. And like, you could tell, like, James Vanderbeek looks tickled pink. <laughs> like, he it is loving so this. so funny. That is like the funniest shit. Yeah. They don't write lines like that anymore. They it's don't. The for two hours now. <laughs> yeah, and James Vanderbeek is just laughing in the He's corner. Dying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he was at registration and he says, Yeah, I don't I don't really fit in at my school. He says, and this killed me too. I'm not that mad at the government. I don't smoke clove cigarettes, and apparently and apparently I don't know nearly enough about the French New Wave. <laughs> oh shit. He's not hipster enough. That's to be exactly at the film what he's oh no what are we gonna do we need a beanie stat yeah get him a beanie get him outfitters i need your i need you to come to me so funny like nowadays it'd be like get him a vape pen um a jewel a jewel uh, it was so funny to me. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So the whole reason Dawson is having this conversation is because he's like, and this is like, I don't know if this I thought this was very sweet of him to do because he could have made Jen have this conversation with Graham's giving that it's like her grandmother. I thought it was very sweet of him to be like, I know it must be really weird for you to see us like living under your house and dating. But like, I want you to know that I like really, really love Jen. Like, I really she yeah. thinks she's amazing. Yeah, he loves Jen and he respects her. So he's yeah. not going to do anything that makes her feel super uncomfortable under her house. And I Which basically that. means I'm not going to be having sex with your granddaughter while while you're here. But when yeah. I'm, when you on your dates, oh yeah, we're going to town. <laughs> yeah, when you're out for the night, that's when we'll fuck. But while you're when- away, we won't. Not when you're here. Yeah, not when you're here. Um, I do love how she says, like, you know what? It has been a bit strange, but I've come a long way in the past few years. Once upon yeah. a time, I couldn't even say the word penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what would, I mean, what's the equivalent uh, for hoo-ha that Grams would say? Uh, I feel like she would say, like, your rose garden. Like, she oh, would do, like, a metaphorical no, thing. Don't you no. think? It's like the now and then rose. Don't let him soil your rose garden. jeez, oh, Louise. Don't let him infest your rose Ooh, garden. Gee, okay. With his manhood. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Grams, you got me again. <laughs> I really do think I can channel Grams very easily. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if it's, like, the Catholicness um, yeah, of, like, you know, be. invading my brain, but yeah. It has to be. Um. So, yeah, but she does say, like, it's very sweet that you said that. Um, And Dawson is just like, you know what? It'd be fine by me if you never said penis again. Like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But he does say, he says, whatever rules you set, I will abide by then. He's a good boy. Grams gives him such a nice compliment, too. She's just like, you're the nicest young man I know, besides Jack, of course. Jack Um, is not that nice, but she loves Jack. I know. I literally had the same thought that Jack Jack is is not nearly as nice. He's kind of nice. Like, he's a she loves Jack like a grandson. But like Jack is like Dawson's a nicer boy than Jack is. A hundred percent. Yeah um and so so she's just like oh speaking of jennifer she's on the radio so they turn it on and um she's taking more advice calls 
So she talks to this girl who says, I've been dating this guy for three months. Everything's been awesome. But then he started pulling away. And Jen says, yeah, well, it's been three months. The honeymoon period's over. And the girl asks, what can I do? And I'm just like, Jen's advice kind of sucks. She's just like, eh, you can't do anything. The harsh reality is there's no Santa Claus. Professional wrestling is fake. And eventually one or one way or another, men leave. All right, Jen, this is you're starting to do a really shitty job in your advice column. Um, what's our advice here? Boyfriend's pulling away. Once I think again, you need to have the conversation. I yeah. think you need to say, are we, are we long-term or are we not? If you're, if you don't want something serious, we're done. Yeah. If and that's do, fine. I, I think that's what I think you need to sit him down and have yep. that conversation. There is I think nothing. Jen's advice is really terrible because she says, well, frequent sex usually helps for a while. And I'm like, Jen, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. I would say that there is nothing that you can do to make a man stay. If he is wanting yes. to go, then he's going to go. But what you can do is control yourself and control what you do. And if you can't and won't tolerate the little that he is giving you, then go find somebody that will and can. Know your worth. I think it's like worth. the big answer is yeah. if he's pulling away from you, it's either he's scared because he mm -hmm. has maybe this is his first long-term relationship, right? We don't sure. know enough about the situation to really say, but like if this is his first long-term relationship and he's just scared, I think yeah. you just need to sit down and have a conversation about it. But if he truly isn't willing to commit and that's what you or want, have a conversation with you about it. I, yeah. That's you need someone flag. that's mature enough to, to be mm -hmm. able to have that conversation about yeah. like, where are we? What are and we doing? What do you say to the women who would say, but Jessica, I have no worth because a lot of people struggle with that. I think that that's something, first of all, I think therapy is great and you should probably go to a therapist and talk about why you feel that way. Yeah. But I also think that it's just like, you gotta, I think it's one of those things that we, we've talked about this before. Like every day, write three things down that you feel yes. like you've accomplished or that Gratitude you like about yourself is actually very helpful. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta focus on, and I, I read something that was like, oh my God, I think it was like a TikTok, I think where it was like, instead of saying, um, I have a lot on my plate today. You like, you have to spin it. You know what I mean? So instead of saying like, oh, my hair is like too wild today. It's so curly. It's like, I have, I'm gifted with natural curls. You know what I mean? You got to know how to be a spin doctor and like PR Ooh. the hell out of it. Okay. And you got to just think about your, and if you say that to yourself enough times, you'll start believing it. It's always like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm. And you just okay. got to know that like, first of all, if you have friends, if you have family, if you have a significant other, that means you're likable enough that people did want, do want to be around you. They actively want to be around you. That means there's something about you that is worth being around. And not every, like most people aren't evil villains. So most people, there's good things about them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just think you got to know your worth and like have a conversation with this guy. I think the way Jen's looking at it is from a very um, pessimistic. It is. It's very pessimistic and it's very... And the Guarded. negative in terms of her past but yep. I think like it's sad to me that she still thinks like this when she's with someone like Dotson who is just like treasuring her so much right now exactly you know? exactly sad yep um but yeah so she does say uh the best way to deal with men is the same way as any other major disaster you got to know what's coming and you have to be prepared and it just makes it sound like uh Meryl this guy's about to dump you so just be prepared for that which that's is essentially what she's saying yeah, it's so sad. 
Yeah, Jen. And this is yeah. what got her hired to have her own advice show. I mean, the first thing she gave advice on probably was good if it was the ice cream advice. Mm-hmm. But this advice is not good. Yeah, not so great. I mean, but then J- Grams does say, oh, you know what? She's always had a, f- a flair for the provocative. Oh, yeah. Like Dawson's looking very awkward right now because I guess yeah. she- he's seeing the the right like i don't know what she thinks of relationships it's kind of like how we say we're very grateful that our significant others don't listen to this podcast because what would they think if they did will Um, would probably be fine what who would be fine what did you say will will would probably be fine oh yeah 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 no he would be fine drew i don't run i don't think no i mean I don't. I think anything I say on the podcast is like something I would say to him anyway. So I don't yeah. think he would be surprised by anything I say. All right, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like especially because I don't. I mean, I don't have this like pessimistic view of relationships. Like if you you're not, not, if you're in a relationship with the wrong person, of course it could be really bad. But like they're also like I don't think. I'm also very much of the mindset of not just because a relationship ends this does not mean it was a failure. Like relationships can teach you things and maybe you were only supposed to date that person for a month or a day or a year. Like it doesn't mean that it was a failure. It just means you weren't right for each other and that's fine. And it doesn't mean that it was bad. It just means that you're either better off as friends, better off not in each other's lives at all. It was there to teach you something or maybe it was really, really bad and you got out of it and you're on the other side of it. Like I don't think every relationship has to be this like really traumatic event if it was just like you know what we just weren't right for each other you are very much nailing the advice today thank you well done well Um, said but yeah poor dawson is hearing all of this and he's just like can you imagine can you imagine hearing something like this This yeah he's sad he's very upset understandably so imagine hearing from someone you're dating like that their opinion on relationships is they'll all just eventually come to an end anyway yeah it would not put confidence in the person that i'm dating or our relationship at all yeah um but yeah so um so that's where we leave them let's go to a quick ad break and we will come back and talk about more joey and her professor sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details Okay, we're back. Uh, Joey's at the bookstore. I really feel like this guy is stalking her at this point. <laughs> Probably. I mean, what else is there to do on this campus? <laughs> it's not like they live in a major city like Boston or something where there's plenty of things <laughs> to do. I know. This is so stupid. And um, and so, yeah, so she realizes that the book he assigned is his book. Oh, my gosh. What a shocker. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you wrote this at 20 years old? And he's like, yes. And she goes, she starts asking about it. And it's about his er- life in his early 20s. And there's a girl and they all dated each other in this friendship group. Blah, blah, blah. Sounds like Dawson's Creek. Whatever, Sounds like whatever. Dawson's Creek. All right. So who cares? He's a creepy stalker and she's going to read his book. What else is there yeah. in this scene? Nothing. Literally no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. 
um back at the restaurant um pc is again looking all sad and audrey like literally every time i watch more dawson's creek and every time i watch more audrey i really can't help but notice how similar you both are like it it absolutely yes and it's because like this is you like okay audrey literally never puts herself first like never ever ever she is always joey what's wrong how can i help Pacey, what's wrong? How can I help? That is you to a T. Like you will literally always put everyone else above yourself and mm-hmm. always want to know if if someone is not feeling okay, if someone is like having a bad day or like having a problem, you want to help yeah. them fix it. And That's that is true. exactly who Audrey is. And she does it in like this very like charming, um, like uh, jokey way that you do as well. Like I feel like you insert even though you're you were talking about like serious topics with people, you can insert like levity and jokes to make them feel more comfortable. Thank and you. like yeah, you and Audrey are so similar in that way. And I felt that energy um of Audrey, especially in this scene in particular, but most scenes Audrey's in, honestly. Thank you. I feel like that's a high compliment. I it's really true. love this character. Yeah. I, I love her. And I just, it's so funny to me how every time I watch her, because a lot of times <laughs> when I watched Andy, I felt like I was watching a little bit of me sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel that about Audrey now. I, and I wish we had gotten to see them interact on screen. When that oh, that would have been very funny. They're, the conversations would be like, blah, 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 and, like and no, so fast. Joey would have been standing there dumbfounded, not saying a single word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's um, so true. Yeah. So basically, she's like, why are you sulking? Like, what's wrong? He, he plays it off. And she's like, I know that something's wrong. Like, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And he basically lays it out. Like, I got this job opportunity. And she's like, that's a good thing. And he goes, yeah. But, um, you know, basically, he kind of lays out the pros and the cons. And she basically is like, then you should quit your job. And then he's like, but, like, I don't really want to. Then she's like, then you should go on the boat. But I don't really want to. And she's like, you got to figure out what, like, you really want to do then. Yeah. I really love her. I think this is great advice of, like, I know it sounds silly, but she's very much like, oh, well, then do this. Oh, well, then do that. Like, because yeah. he's he is taking it very seriously, which I understand why. Like, it is a big life decision. But she is very much of the mind of, like, do what you want to do. Like, yeah. don't forget about Danny being the one who trained you and, and spending all this time, like, prepping you to become a big chef. Like, yes. forget about the expectations on you and just think about you and what you want to do. I feel like that's the heart of her advice. Exactly. Yes. It, whatever makes you – if if losing this opportunity on the boat really, really hurts you, then you should go on the boat. If having – leaving Danny and civilization and your friends, like, if that is what's bothering you, then – it's it's clear. I think that he needs to just do a little bit more soul searching about what he really wants to do. Yeah. And I like, again, I feel like Audrey is a really great person for Pacey to confide in because I don't, okay, maybe this is silly, but like, they're not really like best friends yet, right? Like they're like, they yeah. know each other, they're friendly. Um, But I think sometimes it's nice to confide in someone you're not the closest to because you can get more honest advice because they, yeah, they're not, not biased. biased exactly yeah. like i mean of course audrey you know i don't think like audrey would be she'd be like oh that stinks i'll miss you bye but she's not she does she's not if she's talking yeah. to anybody else they obviously would be very biased towards that him staying in boston or if he talks to i don't know that melody girl or 
her uncle, um, then she, yeah. they would be very, you know, you your dream was to go on the boat. You know, everybody would be biased, but Audrey's kind of like, do whatever makes you happy. Like, yeah. if you want to go, then go. Have a great time. Yeah. And I think it's solid advice. Like, I really do. I yeah. think she gives really I good advice. I feel like, hmm, I kind of wish that he can do both. Okay. We'll get into it when he makes his decision. But I I think he could potentially like in a certain way. But yeah. we'll we'll get into it when we get there. Um, but yeah, as for Jack and Blossom, they're having a conversation. Basically, uh, the long and the short of it, Jack finds out, yeah, it was that Eric had a problem with him being gay. And Jack is really upset. Like he's, you know, he doesn't want to be treated any differently. And of course now he is being treated differently. Right. I One of the reasons why he joined the fraternity was because they liked him for him. And he felt like there wasn't going to be any special treatment. Like he was just mm-hmm. going to be guys. And the thought that somebody, number one, doesn't want to be in the same room as him as if it's cooties or something ridiculous like that it's not contagious like yeah like that and also the fact that he's getting special treatment when he deliberately does not want to have special treatment or you know he wants to be like everybody else and this situation really fucking blows yeah and i understand why jack is so uncomfortable um but once we were like we were talking about before like blossom's in like a really bad situation yeah no blossom really is trying to play the middle here which again by today's standards it's not okay right like eric should be kicked out back then it was treated much differently and i feel for eric having to try to like ride this line of like i don't want to tell jack about eric and i don't want you know i just want to lie about him yeah yeah because it's easier if Jack was just in the dark about it because then it's not like Eric doesn't want to talk to him. He's just so dumb that he doesn't want to room with Jack. Hey, you know what it is. It's like, oh, he's going to look at me naked. It's bleh. it's like that homophobic bullshit is what it is. Right, exactly. It would be easier if Jack didn't know. I mean, me personally, I would probably prefer not knowing. But Jack was very inquisitive in these times. I think he can sense it. I think he, he knows. It. Yeah. He would know. I just like, I don't know. I like to be in the dark about shit like this sometimes. I think for Jack, it's just one of those things where he thought his experience at the frat was going to be one thing. And now it's turning yeah. into something else. And yeah. it's not what he wanted. Not fun. Not fun. Um, so yeah. we're back at the kitchen at Civilization. Danny is making so many moves in the kitchen. He is being a speedy chef. Yeah. Speedy, he speedy has show. no real time to have a conversation with PC, no. but PC forces the issue and uh, he says, yeah, I'm like, I, I got this offer to go on a boat to Greece. And Danny is like very happy for PC. It seems like he gives him a hug. He says, hey, we're losing another one. He's going off to do bigger and better things. Let's yeah. get him a proper send off. Yeah. At first he was like, oh, if it's just for the summer, then that's fine. It's easy to replace you. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, though, maybe this is silly to say, but like, I mean, does the restaurant not always have a need for someone like couldn't Pacey go do this big job and then if he ends up needing another job later on he can come back to civilization um 110 i i think that's certainly so i also don't understand why Pacey has to drop everything now like why can't he just go in the summer to the greek isles 
I think it's the boat is leaving now and that's when they need him, but I don't know the ins and outs of the well, actual job. Okay, excuse me. Is this not this man that isn't he a dean of a college? Like, sir, why are you going off to the Greek Isles? Don't you have fucking work to do? Yeah, because You're the story demands it. That's why the story demands it's it, the Sarah. Start of the spring semester. You have a it's whole semester. You can't go to the Greek Isles right now. Yeah, it's very stupid. But Pacey is like being forced to make this decision right now. Um, and so Audrey, like Audrey and Pacey talk about it. And he says, oh, how did he take it? Like, and he says, oh, he was really great. And it seems like Pacey was expecting that. Okay, he would be, yeah, he was expecting. Like his dad did. Well, I think I think there's definitely an aspect of that. I think there's an aspect of Pacey that is like, oh, I'm surprised he didn't yell at me. But I also think Pacey wanted Danny to say, no, you should stay. Like, we need you. Pacey wants to be wanted. Pacey wants to be needed because he's always felt like he's been a bother to other people. He's never felt like someone's number one priority. And he thought that Danny, because he said time and time again, civilization yeah. needs me. And yeah. You, I mean, tell me it doesn't feel good when you work someplace and you're like, number one, you know, everyone needs you. Like there is a certain amount of satisfaction that does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He wants, it's the first time in his life where he felt like he was needed and valued as someplace. And maybe he wanted Danny to fight for him a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, but he didn't. And it's it's like, okay, it really was the best situation where Danny was very happy for him, right? It's better than you would expect. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's just like uh Audrey knows exactly. She says, Oh, you wanted him to be disappointed. Did you ever stop to think that you might like it here? That this restaurant, the city, uh, that this life here is like what you wanted. And PC just I don't think PC was expecting to like it here. No. He viewed it as a very temporary thing until I'm on another boat, you know? Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so then they joke about like, oh, and there's that other reason. Uh, and Audrey says, Oh, you totally want me. Um, and then Audrey calls Pacey boring, which is very funny. <laughs> He's a little boring. And she, oh, he calls boring. her Bonnie. Uh, no, I had to look this up because she says, oh, you'd sleep with me. I have boobs. And he's like, no, I don't think I could. And she says erectile dysfunction. And he says, no, you're just too body. And body. I had to Google this. I've never heard this term used before. It says dealing with sexual matters in a comical way. Oh, so it's very like you joke about sex all the time. Oh, awkward. That's yeah. <laughs> not what I do ever. And she says, you make it sound like I'm Bette Midler. <laughs> and basically she's not not. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so he offers her a ride home, but then this is when they notice, um, in comes Melanie and, uh, I did, I did like Audrey's line of like, either she has, uh, she has a, a, a lesbian with really good taste or, um, a straight woman with like, not so great taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause she's staring. And then basically she's, uh, they, he leaves with her even, and even though she got offered a ride from Audrey originally, I feel like this girl could have given Audrey a ride home on the way to the boat. Yeah, I just think Pacey didn't want to have to go through the whole like explanation of like who yeah. is this and this blah, a blah, friend, blah. just a friend. Yeah. Um, oh God, here, do you, are you ready for the drama? I'm ready for the drama. The drama. Jen comes sauntering home. Dawson's yeah. waiting outside because he wants to. Basically, what he wants to do is take Jen 
to the movies as soon as she gets home. But she thinks that he is there to yell at her and be accusatory based off of their radio show. She was ready because she's like, oh, you listened, didn't you? Like, she was so ready to fight. I think that's what she wanted. She wanted to fight. She was, like, ready for the breakup. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh. I just want to go to the movies. He's like, if you want to go to the movies, let's go. If you don't, you don't have to go. But I'm going to the movies, and I'll see you when I get home. Yeah, he's like, and- I'm not your other boyfriends. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to cheat on you. I just want to go to the movies. And like, just you know what? Go. I'm going to be home later. Yeah. You're not going to. I, I, okay. Oh, my God. I loved this from Dawson. Dawson's I really did. Great. I Who love this. Who the fuck does not like Dawson Leary after no, season now, four? I was just going to say, season four and this season, he's been so rootable because he is the boyfriend Jen deserves. He She deserves someone who's not going to fight yeah. with her, who's not going to let her. I mean, if she wants to pull away, that's her prerogative. Yeah. But he's not going to, like, let himself be forced away from her because she's scared. And I exactly. really love that about him. I yes. love how reassuring he is. Yeah, it's it's. what I don't know if she's hearing it, but it's what he needs to hear. She needs to hear. Mm-hmm. I love how he's like, you know what? If you don't want to go to the movies, I'm going to go and I'll see you at home later. And I, I know. will come home. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with you. I love that. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So great. Um, yeah. So he leaves. 10 out of 10. So good. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, then Jack goes into Eric's room and he basically confronts <laughs> he him. He wants to fight. He does want to you fight. You know what? Jen and Jack should just, if they want to fight so bad, they should just ball out on each other. Duke it out with each other. Yeah. Fisticuffs or whatever. Yeah. What do you? I really wish we were live so people could see the way you. That is not how you punch a person. How do you punch? Let me describe how Sarah is punching. So if I can, you have your arms very much tucked in, like T Rex style, and then you are basically you have your uh your hand in fist formation with your thumb down, and you are punching straight out. Okay, how do you punch? You okay? You have to have them like shoulder length apart, your arms and fists shoulder shoulder length apart. How do you know then, how to punch? Because I've seen television. I don't know. Oh, oh, the right hook. Okay, you're going very wide. Outside. Well, my arm just cracked. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's thirty. You have to like your your thumbs should be facing each other on the inside, and never ever tuck your thumb in. Never. Um, do you know I can't make a fist, right? You have long nails because so. my nails are too long. You would break. I think what would happen if you actually punch someone is first of all you would break your nails, and also I think they would like get stuck in your skin. Yeah, very big pokey. I yeah. don't want to punch anybody. Do I? Have no, to? no one is telling you to. But if oh, okay. you're going to, don't do it like you just did. Um, I still <laughs> don't understand. To. You have to. Okay. Uh, our hey, fists shoulder length apart. And then you punch from like the side. You're not going straight out from your chest. You can't get any oomph. Who are you punching, Jessica? I'm not punching. I'm ne- I've never gotten into a fist fight. I almost did once, but never. With who? A girl? Uh, no. So basically what happened was um, one of my friends was being bullied when I was in middle school. Um, and me and my friends were like, we're not going to stand for this. If she wants to fight, she'll have to fight all of us. And so we all just like stood up to her basically. I wish, I wish you got suspended for fighting. Nothing would make me laugh harder. That <laughs> never would have happened. <laughs> um, that would have been so funny. Yeah. So yeah, Jack fights with Eric and he basically is like, you're homophobic. And Eric's like, yes, I am. 
And that's kind of how the conversation goes. That's it. That's the whole <laughs> that's, thing. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. And he's like, if you want to have a conversation about this without being such a homophobe, let me know. Otherwise, I'm peacing out. Yeah. And that was a nice conversation. Life. Eric was like, yeah, I am a hobo- homophobe. And that's about it. Like, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> like, there's no redeeming quality in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, so then we're back in the dorm room. Uh, we've all had these moments where Audrey comes in, she literally kicks her kicks. shoes flying across the and room. And it hits like a lamp. It hits a lamp, and she's just like, Oh, my feet feel enormous. And Joey's like, I told you not to wear those shoes. She lays down in Joey's bed <laughs> and she's it's like closer to the door. Yeah, she's like, it was the closest one to the door, and I'm not moving. Yeah. She's and like, Joey's just like, We can't both sleep here. And I'm like, Joey, be a supportive friend. Just lay there with Audrey. <laughs> Give Audrey just, what she wants. Give just, Audrey just everything she wants. In the bed please. together. It's it's a twin side. It's a twin XL. You okay. can sleep in the bed together. And I've done it. I've slept in a bed in a twin XL bed. With oh, a, me too. With a man, Everyone so, has. Yeah. You can fit in the bed. Sometimes a friend needs a cuddle, Joey. And not, I mean, not for nothing, Audrey. Take the tie off. That would help a little bit. <laughs> just laying yeah. there with the tie on also we need to talk about very we need like very quickly touch on her Audrey's pillows. eyebrows are the most 90s thing ever oh her eyebrows yeah i was disturbed by her pillows but yeah oh, the pillows are like grandma's chic they're it's awful. so dusty so dusty uh yeah i mean joey's eyebrows are pretty thin but audrey's are like thinner they're very thin audrey's is like the extreme yeah um but anyway so they start talking about joey says well i got asked out today yeah and uh of course you said no (laughs) of course you said no and she said yes it was one of your conquests and basically we find out that they did not sleep together in that scene which i feel like i was right i was i remember thinking I yeah. don't think that they hooked up. Well, we had at the time, it was a question of with the draft about whether or not they deserve sex points. And we both agreed no, because there was no confirmed sex. Yeah. But I think I definitely thought they had ho- at least hooked up, whether mm. that means actual penis and vagina sex or, you know, mm. like whether it was an insertion or not. Sure. It felt like they had at least gotten to some base or one another. Right. So Audrey basically says, no, I was so drunk that he walked me home. And as soon as he found out that you were my roommate, he was bolting out of there because he likes you. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Very sweet. Yeah. And this changes a lot for Joey because she's like, oh, Oh, well, he's guy cute. Okay. That I thought was cute. I could have been like macking with for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great news for Joey. Sure. I mean, like, this is like kind of like the worst guy that she could have chosen Honestly, to have a crush on. He's so gross. I'm not into it either. No, he's so gross. I, I mean, he's not gross, dude. but it's he's just gross. like so mad to me. Although Ugh. I do have a problem with something he does later, which we'll talk about. Okay, um, so we are on the boat, and um, and of course, this girl is like being so annoying, like usual. But Pacey doesn't care because he hasn't had sex so in a bit. Uppity, very uppity. But they don't really care. So basically, he just wants to hook up with her. Yeah, and- she talks about how like I'll always think of you as like that guy in a Hawaiian shirt with a margarita mm-hmm. and like uh, with jimmy buffett songs blah 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 and so they talk about like hopping on a boat and never looking back um but um melanie says you know what i put down roots where i am um and uh and and she does not want pacey to stay 
no, she wants him to go because this is like a trip of a lifetime. Yeah. And but also she wants to go hook up with him during the summer. Yeah, because she says, you know what? That summer will always make me smile. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, great. Um, but yeah, immediately they're going to have sex and they do. And then the next morning, uh, apparently she literally has the same makeup. I'm like, bitch did not sleep. There's no way you would sleep and wake up looking like that. All day, all night. That's what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had sex on a boat like this? Mm, on a cruise? Yeah. Yeah. But this is a boat. This is like a boat. No, a I've never had. I've never had the opportunity. Yeah. This is like a. If the boats are rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> I've said that so many times. If the waves are a splashing, yeah. don't be crashing. Um, yep. Okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> they say their goodbyes. Um, and uh, and he's, she says, oh, make sure you call next time you're in Boston. And he says, okay, I promise. So it seems like he's going to be going. Also, gotta say. I think uh, the haircut is not doing it for me for PC, but when I see him in his little tank top, he has some nice arms. Yep. I mean, he's not ugly. That is such an endorsement of him. <laughs> not we'll get to ugly. that later because there are thought we got some feedback we'll have to get into. Okay. Um. So anyway, so then we're back at Grams's house. Jen and- is a crust girl. She has crust toothpaste. What an icon. Uh, are you a crust girl? I switch back and forth because I'm not loyal, but yeah. I'm not really loyal either, but I do think I do think I like we use crest crest. radiant mint. I 3D mint. We use uh crest. I think it's crest because it's like a dark blue toothpaste tube. Yeah. Crest 3D white radiant mint. I literally just said that, Jessica. You use the same toothpaste? Yeah. That's that's wild. Yeah. I thought you used the toothpaste because your teeth are sensitive. Okay. Yeah, I do. But when I oh, did don't. I just out you on the podcast? <sighs> so the thing is, is like, yes, I'm supposed to use my, my prescription toothpaste, but it's not whitening. So I like cheat on it. And do you do like, well, why don't you just do like mornings I, one thing? And I do. I do do that. What I do, if I'm supposed to use the prescription every time. Uh, It's really annoying. I mean, I feel like as long as you're brushing your teeth every day, then like as long as you at least use the 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 sensitive stuff once, then you're fine. Yeah, it's prescription. Great, like it has like a lot of fluoride in it, so that I don't get cavities. Um, Yeah, I like the 3D whitening one though. I I think it has helped with the whitening, and I use um, an electric toothbrush, which also helps with whitening. Oh, my! The best gift that I've ever been given has been my Sonicare toothbrush. I also have a Sonicare one now. I'm very. I told you, and isn't it better? You did, and I got after you. Yes, because here's the thing: if you're a quip bitch, don't be. And I got the Sonicare and it felt like, okay, this is how I would compare it. Yeah. If you used a meat tenderizer on a rock, that's <laughs> yeah. quip. You use yeah. a jackhammer on a rock, that's Sonicare. Yeah. Like that bitch is zooming. The first time I ever used a Sonicare toothbrush, I felt like my brain was being like can- yes. rocked from the inside. Like, have you ever had the situation? I give it, okay, this is so dumb. This is the dumbest thing ever. It's fine. I get so bored. I don't think I have ADHD, but I'm not ruling it out at this point in my life because I think I could be one of those people that gets like a late in life diagnosis. Sure. I get bored brushing my teeth for like the two and a half minutes that it takes. Okay. And so I'm constantly like walking around 
can I do while I'm brushing my teeth? You cannot with this toothbrush let it dangle in your mouth without your hands at any point in time. Yeah, it will it vibrate your entire out. fucking head. Yeah, <laughs> your brain will rattle so desperately you'll get a concussion. It's too much. I wonder when you go to your next dentist appointment if they're going to recognize the difference because they did for me. Oh, definitely, because they they recommend you have electric toothbrush, and obviously, like the Quip one is electric, but it's just not as like tough as the other one is. Yeah. And I like the I like the grip on the other one better. It's chunkier. It's I hefty. Like it. yeah, yeah. It's a hefty B. What color is I, yours? I have like the rosy pink one. Oh, and... we have the same toothbrush. Oh my gosh. And Will has the black one. Oh, he um, switched to Sonicare too? I got him one when I got myself one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drew has a Sonicare. We're a Sonicare we, family. We're all Sonicare families. No <laughs> I love quit. that. Sounds like we've been sponsored by a toothbrush company. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. I promise. Um, I know like, I just really hygiene. am just very enthusiastic about my Sonicare toothbrush <laughs> it's um, literally the best gift I've ever been given it's great honestly yeah. it totally changes the game this is, sounds like an ad read it really <laughs> is I promise <laughs> oh, but you know Dawson's just a basic bitch he just has a number 60 soft bristle it's man- a, a manual toothbrush sir yeah. you know I'm very concerned about your dental health and I'm concerned about your cavities yeah um it's so funny it's so stupid and jen is like can you please not leave those dried up clumps of shaving cream in the sink okay if anybody knows how to get their husbands to not leave dried up clumps of shaving cream in their sink please let me know how not a problem in our house but also probably because will trims his beard he doesn't like shave it off it's so annoying that and i hate very good about when he trims his beard cleaning out the hair okay how that's exactly it how is it that every single time i clean the sink that is when drew shaves it is so annoying it's so annoying i hate it it just never ends oh it's so annoying yeah i don't know i don't know i'm gonna just be jen and kick him out i have to say um i know it's a lot of like it's the male stereotype of like oh they're so grody they're like so nasty they're dirty uh will is not will is not dirty. i know he's so very lucky he even got the champagne (laughs) he even got the he also got me a coke zero which is a cute little festive bottle look at it It has like little stuff i'm thirsty i don't have a coke well i never drink a coke zero but i love coke zero anyway um, i'm a diet coke girl everybody knows you will love the dc i love just like dawson's creek um blah 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 what happens next yeah so basically uh she says do you know why i wear makeup and he says to the acquiescence to images presented in a male-dominated media and she says yes my feminist boyfriend that's very correct yeah she Uh, trained him well this is like this is why we love Jen in the year 2020 because she says when I was a little girl I learned that I should hide and I should cover my fi- myself up and that was protection. You know how weird it is to live with somebody to be with somebody who no matter what you do can always really see you is very scary. It's very scary. It is. And I yeah. thought that that was so At least she was able to communicate what was bothering her. Yeah. But uh, she just had to act out a little. She did. She needed to test Dawson and see if he would stay. Oh, yeah. That's what she was yeah. doing. That's true. So they, they, you know that they're okay because when couples brush their teeth together, that means that they're in love. They are. Yeah. Um, they brush their teeth next to each other. It's adorable. Yeah. So they're going to make it. They'll be okay. For now. Um, and then Joey goes up and apparently knows what dorm room this guy is in. <laughs> and then claims that she got lost even though she's been living there all year. This is so stupid. 
Uh, and she says like, oh yeah, I just wanted to uh, say something. And so she, yeah, so she thought that, um, like she, she basically insinuates, I thought you slept with my roommate, but you didn't. Um, and you know what? Like maybe we should start over. Um, and, uh, she asks if he wants coffee and he says, oh, I've got a class. And she goes, oh, and he goes, not really. I just wanted to see if you'd be disappointed. And I'm like, don't be a manipulative dick. That's like the worst way to start something off. I hate Stop him. It. I don't like him. I don't like can't, his hair either. Can't we? I hate his hair. Can't we get somebody better for Joey? Um, I should be a professor. No, no, yes, no. Yes. The power dynamic is not good. No, he's hot. He probably has a cute butt. I'm not saying he doesn't have a cute butt. Also, Joey looks gorgeous in this scene. Stunning. She is too pretty for him. She is the epitome of '90s beauty because she yeah. has that like ruddy um like reddish brown lip color with oh, like yeah. the brown eye shadow it's gorgeous yes. oh i i i really want a, a red brown lipstick it's beautiful yeah um she's gorgeous. But yeah so he does agree to go uh to get coffee and uh and they talk about how embarrassing it was the other day in class. <laughs> yeah well hopefully you know they have a nice little relationship mm-hmm. what's his name elliot elliot okay fine all right bye see you later back at the frat house um jack decides i'm moving out i'm not gonna live which i feel like is a little dramatic i don't i don't think it's dramatic at all i understand where he's coming from no i think so like gonna move out because his like his thought process was oh i'm not just a quota for them like they actually want me here everyone accepts me and then he t- Except turns out eric that's an eric problem that's not john and have them kick out eric not everybody in a fraternity house is going to get along it's just yeah but the reason he doesn't get along is not okay well yeah and so, so anyway he so knows that he's wrong eric follows him out and he says listen like um i'm really sorry i don't want you to leave if you still want a room with me i'm cool with it and jack's like, like no i sure? don't want a room with you i want my single actually yeah. <laughs> i know now i'm like jack take the single as long jack as you know jack. Yeah. All, all jack needs to hear is that eric would room with him and then he could be like actually i'm gonna take the single <laughs> yeah exactly i was like oh wait you decided today that you don't want to be a homophobe cool i guess we can room together then what are the chances okay and now i'm gonna bring oh 100 they're fucking by next week <laughs> You don't even have to answer the question. Ask the question. You knew exactly what I was going to ask. And I could Eric be our next gay character? Yeah, totally. I mean, 100%. We would love to see it. Yeah. I mean, would we? Um, I would. Well, I would like it in terms of the more like diverse the show is. And like, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I would. I wish Jack would be with a guy who is out, who is proud of it, who is not. Like, I don't want Jack no, to No, but he didn't like through. that because he had that in Toby. And Toby was, quote, unquote, which I hated at the time, too gay. No, Toby is also long distance at this point. So I, I'm no, just saying. I'm saying, like, he didn't. That's why he didn't like Toby because he was too out. That's true. Jack that's needs true. somebody, like, as, like, meh as him. Is he going to mentor um Eric to come out? Oh, jeez, Louise. Maybe. Who was the guy that he dated he brought to prom and was, like, Ethan. kind of. Ethan was decent, wasn't Ethan he? Ethan was a dick. Ethan toyed <laughs> around with Jack's heart. Sarah. All the you guys didn't bring jerks. your standards up. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm taking scraps at this point. <laughs> um, back at Pacey's boat, he's packing some bags, and Audrey shows up 
with the most ridiculous hat I've ever seen. I in my love life. the hat. I it think the that she fluffiest, looks so, puffiest. She's hat. such a little snow bunny. Yeah, she does look like she's ready for snow. Um, and uh, and so yeah, he says. She says, "How was your dangerous, dangerous liaison with the well-bred blonde? Good in the sack." Uh, and he says, "You really want to know?" And she says, "Ew, no, gross. I was just being a pain in the ass." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, so yeah, so she says, "Come outside with me." Turns out everyone a, is there. It's a surprise party. It is a surprise doc party. Um, Audrey spilled the beans to everyone, and she says, "You didn't tell me it was a secret." And to which I say, "Agreed." He did not tell her it was a secret. Mm, how do we feel about people sharing secrets when uh, uh, when it's not supposed to be a secret? I think what a dumb secret, Pacey. This is yeah. not a secret it's, that you're leaving. You should want to yeah. tell your friends that you're fucking leaving it's town really if you're going to leave a, town. You know, you can share secrets if the secret's dumb, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And this is not something that should be a secret. Obviously, he doesn't end up leaving anyway. Yeah. And but you shouldn't shame leaving. your friend if you share secrets you by accident. You especially if you're drunk. You should especially. not. Especially. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, They all get him a gift. They all spring for like a little navigational tool thingy oh yeah whatever this, what this is it's called. like some golden gadget it looks very fancy yeah no clue what this is um but he says you know what i can't accept it uh because i'm staying right here it's a sextant a sextant <laughs> that's what it is yeah i forgot that's what it's called yeah it's a sextant it sounds sexy but it's not really it's an instrument for determining the angle between the horizon and the celestial body, such as the sun, the moon, or a star used in celestial navigation to determine latitude, latitude and longitude. I think I fell asleep during that explanation because it sounds really boring. Sorry. <laughs> um, but... Uh, he says, you know what? And he says, I'm not going because Boston ain't had a fad for the first time in my life. I don't really feel like I have anything to run from. Mm -hmm. And because I don't think civilization will survive without me, which yeah. sounds like a very pompous statement. If you didn't know the, the restaurant <laughs> the was concept. named civilization. <laughs> yeah. I love how the first time we heard a line like that, we were like, you know, it sounds very dramatic. And ever since then, they've been like really leaning into the double entendre of it all yeah um do you think yeah. that um a sextant should be sexier than it actually is definitely yeah it should be or they should rename it to something that sounds less sexy <laughs> it's too sexy too sexy sounding yeah it's too sexy sounding what do we but, think of pacey's decision ultimately to stay in boston uh i mean like i'm kind of i you know i'm very divided about it because i obviously want pacey to enjoy opportunities while he's young like going and spending time on a boat i think that you know to be 19 is the perfect age to do something like that but he's establishing himself at civilization he's starting his career as a chef um i wish that he can do both I agree with you. I think at the age that he's at, and I, we don't know, I don't, at least I don't remember if they said how long the trip is for. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like he could do both. Like, I don't see what's stopping him from leaving, going on the boat for a few months, coming back and trying to re-get his job at Civilization. And if he has to like take a step down to like get back in at civilization. I think he could do that. The turnover yeah. rate at the, it's not like this is the forever thing. And the turnover is so high at restaurants that like, it's a, there's a good chance he'd be able to get back in there. Mm -hmm. And I think what he could do again, we don't know exactly what he'd be doing on the boat, but like 
there's no way he can't keep up on his skills. He can still yeah. chop things. He could still prep things. He could still keep up those skills that would be Correct. important in the restaurant industry. I, I think like being the age that he's at right now, you're not going to get many opportunities in your life to do this. I feel like he should go for but free. The, yeah. I just think the show is like, now nah, we want to keep Pacey here. So we're not. Yeah. We, we can't afford to lose Pacey until we have an, our next time jump. Exactly. So yeah, I I do wish um I do wish he had gone, but you know what? That was that was his decision to make, and uh, that's what he ultimately decided. At least he made it. You know, at least he's the one that made the decision. Yeah, no one made the decision for him. He took his time. He really weighed the pros and cons. It sounds like, and he uh, he didn't make a, a like a uh, nope a split decision. No. Um, are we ready to get into some feedback? Yes, please. We do have a voicemail from Timmy. Is Temi going to tell us the uh, the 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 answer to the riddle? Riddles? Because I've been waiting. Maybe. We'll have to see. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, ladies. This was such a wonderful episode. I don't always watch these episodes um, but because I think I know what happens. But this time, I chose to watch it, and it was really great. I think Dawson, he's my hero. He was amazing. Sometimes when you provide a solution um, to what you think is a problem before anybody asks you to provide the solution, it can be a risk. The person may say, I didn't need your help. I don't need you. But she saw what Jen was thinking about with her comments on the radio show. And he told her that, hey, I'm not leaving. And that's the crux of her problem or crux of her concern. So he, he, he carefully considered it and came back with it. It, it can work. I mean, Apple and Steve jobs, they came out with the iPad and iPhone. Nobody asked for these things and uh, they've changed our lives. So it's good sometimes when you provide something that nobody asks for, if you think about what they need. So I'm glad Dawson was able to do that again, heroic Dawson. And uh, uh, Pacey, I think, was great. Um, you can tell that Melanie Shea Thompson was really uh, happy to remember their time together, whatever that means. And I think Elliot, um, he really worked a scheme with um, Professor Wilder because yeah. he said at the end, it, you didn't really hear it, but I'm it making that whole uh, scene in the lecture hall uh, embarrassing was something that took work to do. So I thought that was interesting between Elliot and Joey. So I think it was a very great episode. Thanks. Do you think that it was a scam or like a plan? That would be fascinating. I feel like if it was, then he wouldn't have looked like such a schmuck. <laughs> Cause he made him look so stupid when he's like, are you tying your laces? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It made him look so bad. So I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what Temi said in general about, about Dawson and, and being able to kind of read the signs from Jen and preemptively be like, I'm not going anywhere. Like reassure her in that way. Yeah. Um, I thought that Dawson was a rock star in this mm -hmm. episode. I was very happy with him. Yeah. He did a great job. Um, we also got an email from Joy. She did said she was going to leave another voicemail, but two minutes goes by fast and she has to address some hearsay from last week. 
Oh. Um, so before we get into that, she did want to say she really likes the Dawson Jen stuff. Uh, moving in that quickly was bound to bring up issues, and I think it was handled very well. Uh, I adore Jen this season. She's so sweet and soft and vulnerable, and Dawson shows a maturity in how he handles things as well, um, which I totally agree with that. Um, and she also feels bad for Jack, and she's very over the fraternity storyline, which, like, I can I can see that. Like, I, I want to see what's what's still there. Like, I wish it was going better for Jack, but I'm not very surprised that we're getting a lot of this in our storyline. Yeah. I kind of wish that he was in it, and we set it and forget it. Yes. Like, I, and then, like, yeah. And then he, he just gets be- friends from it, and then, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so she says the hearsay. One of y'all, and I won't name names, said that Pacey isn't a hot guy last week. Oh, I called me. Yeah, of course that's you. <laughs> I called bullshit. Pacey J, she does a middle initial. Pacey J Witter is one of the hottest men I've ever seen on television. And it's because of three things: his eyes, his voice, and his hands. Oh. Pacey's, yeah. Pacey's eyes are a real life heart heart eye emoji. He puts all his love and feeling into them when he looks at a girl, one girl in particular, but really all of his love interests. Those piercing blue eyes just show every facet of his emotions, and it kills me every time. Do you agree? with? So before we move on to his voice, do you agree with this statement? Uh, he has puppy dog eyes. I can see that. Let me look at Joshua Jackson. Well, you can't eyes. just look at Joshua Jackson. you got to look at Pacey looking <laughs> at another girl. Oh my god. Because I do agree with Joy here that when he is looking at a girl he's in love with, it's like you it's all over his face and his eyes for sure. Um, okay, this looks like a sad, sad eyes. Sad eyes. He does have sad eyes sometimes. Okay. Oh, this this picture he looks really good. Okay. Okay, sure, maybe. All right, on to his voice. His voice, when he does that husky whisper, how do you not get tingles? Oh, my God, Joy. It's soft and sexy and gravelly, and he says the most romantic things, and it's just too much. How do you – do you agree with this? Uh, mid. Oh, mid. Oh it's okay. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know that his voice is one of the sexiest can, things about can, him. Can we just um move forward to the hands? Okay, finally his hands. Uh, now this one is a Joshua Jackson special. I've watched Dawson's Creek fringe and the affair and all of them. He is a very tactile actor when it comes to his leading ladies. He'll touch their faces, stroke his fingers through their hair and slide his nose down their nose. All these casual touches and romantic touches are just hot. Specifically for Dawson's Creek, Pacey Witter's hands are not a boy's hands. Even in earlier seasons, when he's 16 or 17 or 18, they're a man's hands, capable Ooh. of building a boat or a B&B or tenderly holding hands while dancing. Soft but strong, these are hands that make you feel safe and alive, just part of the package that is a hot PC wetter. Okay. Okay. She I sold love me. This. She sold me on that I, one. You know what? Because how many times did we talk about um the scene where him and Joey sleep together for the first time? Yeah. And he has, like, her hand on her shoulder yeah. and her hair and, like... We talked a lot about that. So I 100% agree with the hands okay. of it all. In the affair, he looks great. I okay, just let me need him to be um, an adult. And, oh, yeah. No, he's very young in the beginning. Of course, okay, here. Of I'm sending you a picture. Look Please do. I need to see this. Let's see. Oh, my. Well, he looks like he's a black eye. Oh, I think he does, but I do. <laughs> You're I, like, yeah, baby, punch him in the face. <laughs> I 
didn't look at that it's eye. The beard it was only, for me. It's the beard for I, it's me. The look beard. At that beard. I was only yeah. looking at the other eye. Look at his arms too. He has nice arms. Yeah, yeah. See, you're okay. See, no, here's the thing. I don't care for like super muscly arms. I think it's a little, it's a little bit too much for me. I like a very just like nor it has like a very normal looking strong arm. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't need like decked out arms. Like I'm you not, don't want some guy like, who can't cross his arms because that's too. Much. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm kind of more into thighs than <gasps> arms. A man thigh is where it's at. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Joy says now, if after all this evidence, you still don't see the hotness in Pacey, well, I tried. Thanks again. She's like, well, bitch, I can't help you. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically what you said. <laughs> It's your problem, not mine. You're broken. (laughs) Uh, She says, thanks again. And hopefully I haven't embarrassed myself too much with this ode to Pacey Witter till next time. Okay, Joy, I know how you said like, oh, I can't do, um, what is the word that she had used? A dissertation. Um, That is a a malarkey. That is malarkey, ma'am. That is rubbish because that was an excellent essay on the hotness of Joshua Jackson. And I look forward to more of your essays, Joy, because honestly, that was such a treat to read. I loved it. Yeah. That was amazing. I've never doubted the hotness of Joshua Jackson. I've always seen his hotness clearly for myself. So just saying. I don't know what to say. He's he, well, you're just you're just more of a up 20 years, and then I'll be interested. I also just think like he picked the hottest wife of all time. So that, that elevates his hotness as well. Well, that is accurate. Yeah. His wife is absolutely stunning. Um, oh my god, I found another picture of him on the set of the affair and he looks like very rugged. Mm. Anyway, maybe we should just watch the affair instead. Uh not instead. What is the affair even from? Like what what uh, Showtime? I I've watched most of it. I don't think I Oh, it's a show. I don't know why I was thinking it was a movie. No, no, no. It's oh my god, five show. seasons. Damn. Yeah, I don't know if I will watch the last two seasons, but it explores the emotional slash psychological effects of two affairs. Yeah on uh some couples okay yeah it's um, very very good i really like that show a lot actually i just don't watch showtime shows usually I think well it it's is. very you know it's really hard to get them it's true it's very true um anyway the those were our pieces of feedback thank you so much temmy and joy again if you want to send in feedback shit90spod.com if you want to do a voicemail or you can send us a message that way or you can email us shit90spod at gmail.com um also tag us on twitter at shit90spod on instagram as well um sarah do you have anything else that you uh oh actually do you want to hear what next week's episode is titled yeah um it's kind of silly because Mm -hmm. do you remember how last episode was called something wild yes this episode is called something wilder (laughs) okay (laughs) are we gonna have something wildest later probably probably (laughs) okay wow we're really just like not caring and trying hard about the the title names also we're yeah yeah no we really we really aren't so we'll see what happens next episode um sarah where can people find you if they want to give you a little follow and see what uh, you're up to at sarah ferguson we just finished our boy meets world coverage and that was super sad but super cool and um, yeah if you want to hear about how the podcast like got started how we met any of that like our origin story listen to like the first 20 minutes or so of that of the boy meets world finale podcast um, because we do we go into all of it we do so check us out there um that's that's about it it's uh january it's a christmas eve eve and uh, Eve, Eve, yeah, and yeah, it's just like a little. We're doing a little quiet, 
quiet stuff. Yeah. Um, you can find me at the Just Sterling. I'm still talking Mythic Quest over on Posture Recaps as well as Community and uh, the new National Treasure Show, National Treasure Edge of History. So check yeah. out all three of those podcasts. Oh, also, we are coming out with uh, Home Alone 2. Oh, it will already be Tommy out by the Chappelle. time this um this comes yeah, out. So check that out. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, and of course, this is the last podcast, or this podcast will be coming out after uh, Christmas and some other holidays as well. So, uh, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We hope you have a warm, safe holiday. Happy Hanukkah, bitches. Happy Hanukkah. Um, and I think that's everything we have. So until next time, have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.